0: Yes, hello everyone How's it going, what's crack? My name is Michael and welcome back to a brand new episode of the McLaughlin podcast uh, This episode is being recorded out of boredom Out of uh, procrastination Even though I don't really have that many other things to be doing And to get myself off my phone probably for a half an hour at least, because just about every social media you open up, I know I went on a whole rant in a different episode about social media, but I'm back on a couple of them. Every social media you open up, everyone's away out for Valentine's, everyone's all out enjoying themselves and their nice big steak dinners and their pints, and even here this evening at Derby. Just about every living creature in nunnery court is going out for the evening. I, however, am not. Um, Now, this isn't a sob story. Don't worry, this isn't going to be a whole big episode of me crying and yapping. Um, Hang on, I have a sound for that. I didn't. (laughs) Where's my roadcaster, this one? There we go. The exact reason I bought this bit kit, this bit of kit, just to press <laughs> this. Anyway, yeah, everyone's away tonight, and I'm not, come aboard, it's Valentine's night, and I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, because for those that know, for those even that don't, and for those that care, or don't care, um, obviously I'm not with Aisling, and it's also her birthday this week, so it's pretty crap being away, away from home this week, but um, I'm fine. As I said, this isn't a moping episode, this is just me going to ramble on. I have no real trajectory or direction where it's going to go. I've got a few questions that I'll hit in a while and they're sort of good pointers that'll maybe spark a bit of a conversation. But I, 14th of February, um, just back from Edinburgh there at the weekend. An absolutely unbelievable weekend uh, with my family, With well, the meals of the family, my dad, two brothers and my uncles celebrate my dad's 50th birthday. Um, went to Edinburgh for three days. Unbelievable. Now, now, strangely, even though it was Scotland, nicest pints of Guinness I've ever had in my entire life. Um, Nicer than anything I've ever had in Ireland. Um, t- a 100 million times nicer than anything I've ever let like, cross my lips in England. And... Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had had I have had really really nice pints at home. Even you know, the local, the Woodville, would probably be up there with some of the nicest pints you'd ever get. I ever. The, uh, these these things in Edinburgh were just out of this world, phenomenal, hard to describe. Um, as Mabra Kieran described, black custard, sweet nectar, you know, any. Weird and wacky adjective way of describing Guinness that you can think of. It's just how I would describe these pints. I mean, you know, to go to to, to reference the Guinness Guru and go back to the episode that that we had. You mean the, the shtick on the paint spice, just clinging to the glass the whole way down. It's gulp, laced out. You can see the rings the whole way down inside of it. Um, and I mean that that wasn't just in one joint. I mean. There was th- I think Four I drank in four different places over the, over the course of the weekend The first pint I had in Scotland Was in Edinburgh was Was actually from Watherspoons Um, believe it or not Now Didn't have very high hopes First of all Obviously it's a spoons Right So And it was haven So The quality of pint um, Was never going to be great Now That's what I thought then I watched them pour this Guinness, and I'm thinking, holy flip. One of these ones where they're just filling it up, straight up, no tilt, no nothing. You're like, Christ, this is going to be this is going to bad. But whatever the hell they did, however they managed to do it, I don't know. The pint was lovely. Now, lovely after the first two or three sips, once I sort of got the mantle block out of my head. But I was like, no, this is a real good pint. And then from there, I mean, the trajectory just went up. I had one below average pint. And I only had one in that place and moved on because you know I'm a snob. I decided that that place was no good for me. No, I didn't went on a bit of a walk. Went seeing a bit of Edinburgh. Went up round the castle, round the uh, <clears throat> all the way alleyways and the cobblestone streets and got absolutely drenched, mind you. It was passion rain. Oh, and that was on Saturday. And yeah, come back down into this this joint Mother's Bar in the West End. And football was on. The rugby was on. The Ireland-France game, which was unbelievable. But my mind could only see not even half the screen. And it, I asked if they could put it on the different screen. And they just, to my face, just said no. You know, it's just like, is there any chance we can get the rugby on that screen? And they're like, no. No. Alright, okay. I'll just break my back, leaning over here, trying to see that tiny wee flip phone say screen in the corner. But uh my bro, and he had a better vantage point, so he was giving us the updates through it and unfortunately obviously Ireland couldn't get it done. But um I would say must have sat there for about seven I I d I don't even want to put time on it, put it all day of Saturday is what was set there. Me and my two bras and then my uncle Marty come down and joined us and one point of the evening we're actually interrupted Not interrupted but this fella comes up beside us And there's a man from Glasgow And was talking about us And Tyler's name was Jimmy Obviously you know you know, Get more stereotypically Scottish And I am not lying I, 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 This is no word of a lie When I say Jimmy shit himself Jimmy Sitting beside us Loafed the bags And stunk the place out and was, you know, hoofed out in the taxi and away he went. And he was with company, like, he, there was other people there. By the way, that's just the chair going in the background again, as I'm saying. um, Just in case you think there's a ghost or something. I Jimmy shit himself. And it was, first of all, it was hilarious. But it was, you know, primarily disgusting. But uh, I enjoyed our time there in Mathers. And then... Yeah it was it was a weird way I travelled up So I got the train from Derby To Edinburgh Friday morning That was four hours That was grand Like I just sat back and contented myself Stuck on a few podcasts And that passed, that passed four hours in no time And then I flew back from Edinburgh So I flew from Because obviously I'm still in England But everyone else was going home So they flew to Belfast I flew Edinburgh to Birmingham And Like that flight was only 50, 55 minutes. And it actually ended up being shorter than that because that's what it was scheduled to be. But the the wind blows down a wee bit quicker, shall we say. Um, I don't know why I said that like it was land. That's exactly what happened. But yeah, um, that that fl- that flight felt longer than the entire train journey all the year. Uh, It was terrible. And I mean, it probably had something to do with the copious amount of pints I'd been drinking you know, over the weekend and then having to sit in this crammed Airbus, shoulder to shoulder. No pun intended on Aaron's call there, but like, rammed in between two strangers. That was just, you know, I got the middle seat, which was a bit of a short straw. But got back, back in the Derby, and, what was that? That was, oh, bloody hell, that's from yesterday. Aye. That was yesterday, and that was also Super Bowl Sunday. The one day of the year where, um, American football is watched by everybody, and I love it. I used to, I used to love Super Bowl Sunday, but I used to fact, hate the fact hate the fact that everyone else was watching it. And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I was like, no, this is my sport. You know, I'm gatekeeping it. I was like, get away. don't want anyone else listening or watching it, you know. And now I'm like, bloody hell, yeah, if everyone's going to watch it, it's going to be class. It's going to be even better. I have more people to nerd out in front of. Um... Super Bowl was great. Went down sort of to the last minute or so. And then went to sleep at about half six this morning. It's now eleven o'clock at night. And I can promise you this I will be going to bed very, very shortly. Once you get this podcast wrapped up, it'll be a case of head to pillow and <laughs> I'll sort it out in the morning. But I procrastinating. What about procrastinating really? Um well not much because Uni's only just started back up, and I don't have a whole pile of work. But um, suppose the 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 job hunt in Derby. If anyone from Derby happens to be listening to this, and you know you know how to sort me out with a job, please do. Um, I could be sitting doing it. Uh, I've got a new <laughs> my, my Valentine's present arrived from Ashling, which I'm extremely grateful for. And it's a new, now this is probably one of the and uh, it's, it's going to sound so stupid, but this is probably what I'm procrastinating doing the most. Is uh, I got a new wallet. Now, I need a new wallet. The wallet I have, you can't hold coins in it. Because it's just ripped to bits. But I'm holding it here now. And, like, that's it there. I say that's it there like you can't see it. But this uh, this wallet has character. You know, I, <laughs> what I'm procrastinating doing is swap it. Oh, my God, there's a fiver in it. Maybe I add some more for you, Um, I just found a fiver in my wallet, lads. That is absolutely... Unbelievable! Now it is a Scottish note, so I'm going to have to fight with someone over here for the, to make sure they accept it because they don't ex- they don't take the Irish tenors either, which is poison. Um, but yes, I'm procrastinating swapping the wallets over because I don't want to. I don't want to give up my old wallet. It's been all over the world with me, and I say all over the world. I think the farthest it ever went was Amsterdam. Um, and I don't want to. You know, it's a what's the word I'm looking for to like have an emotional attachment to it at this point. Which, to say that sentence out loud that you have an emotional attachment to your wallet is probably one of the most insane things any human's ever said. And I wouldn't be surprised if people are, you know, listening to me going, that lad, first of all isn't right in the head, is he'll get himself checked out and is talking the biggest pile of muck ever. It is true, but I mean, I know like my, my dad's had the same wallet as far as I am, more since I was born. First of all, because he's good at looking after things. And it just has maintained pristine the whole way through. So it just looks dead on. In fact, I would actually go as far as arguing that my dad's wallet that I'm going to say he's had probably 25 years is in better condition than this new one I got. And that's of no disrespect to this new wallet, because I really like it. Bloody hell. You can talk a lot about a wallet, can. It? It's a shame there's nothing in it, apart from that fiber. I'm, I'm skinned. The job hunt, as I was saying. But, um... Mm. Aye. Super Bowl Sunday. You know everyone's watching it and everyone's always excited for the halftime show. And this year was actually a good one. You know, I can't even remember who the hell did last year's Oh no, it was the weekend last year. And that just that thing ended up being filled with memes. But this year was actually, you know, um Mary J now nah, I need to get this woman's name right first because I'll forget it if I don't say it first. Mary J Biles or Biles or I don't know. Honestly, God, I'd never heard of her before until she was on stage last night. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and an upside-down 50 Cent, which you will only get, of course, if you watched. For some reason, he just appeared upside-down. Um, didn't really make much sense. But The game itself was dead on. I'll not, I'll not dwell on it too much, because I know the, the American football chat, as much as it is sort of my go-to, Um puts a lot of people off. Um... Yeah, the, the the podcast with Chris Madden last week. You know, I probably should have been video recording this one because uh, a lot of people seem to love the YouTube, um, like YouTube episodes. they must be able to just put it on batter in the background, or whatever else, and let it play on rather than having to, you know, listen through Spotify and stuff on their phone. But th- don't get me wrong, I got a lot of feedback from it. Um, was was sort of half holding out for you know maybe maybe a retweet or something off off Chris. Um, he did say at the end of the Zoom call he would plug it. But um, that that didn't happen, and listen, I'm I'm not surprised. He's got a very professional account, and it would be strange if maybe Beck was just showing up on it. But it was it was great. The podcast itself was brilliant. It's only about forty minutes long, but it's extremely interesting for for those that are interested in that sort of um that area of expertise. You know, the Formula One stuff or the journalism side of it. But I um, I should probably start, you know, putting away a bit more focus in this and, you know, looking ahead and trying to actually ask more people to come on it because he was a great get. Like, I, I can hold my hands up and say that was, a, that was a great get from him, really delighted that I was able to get him on. But if have actually put a bit of effort into it, you know, the, like, I don't want to say it because it sounds like I'm bragging, but I've got some good contacts and I could probably get some decent people on the podcast. But um, that's that 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 would, that would that would involve me getting the finger out and actually doing a bit of work. And anyone who knows me even slightly knows that that's just not the case. That's just not what I do. I'm just my New Year's resolution was, and I know we're to, we're in February, like we're literally halfway through the month, and I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. But it was to, it is, and I'm still doing it, just to wing it and have fun. That's you know life related, podcast related, um. And just just go with the flow really And I know that sounds so basic and whatever else But I'm actually sticking to it um, Every year I say I'm going to try the fitness stuff And blahdy blah Here I tell you what, speaking of fitness and stuff I, <laughs> This is going to sound so bad But I did 5 minutes of stretching earlier right Like just in my room here in uni Because I had a sore back and I was like Right I need to stretch this out of But I did 5 minutes of stretching And I mean beforehand it was as stiff as a plank I was just, you know, cutting all sorts of shapes, trying to pick stuff up off the floor. I did five minutes of stretching, and I swore to Christ to change my life. So, you can chalk that down to being added into the daily routine. I'm not even trying to be funny there, either. Five minutes of stretching, you know, uh, like, just, I don't even know whether, whether, whether real, like, proper stretches that I was doing. You know, I was just doing things that sort of, Made the back feel better. <laughs> after, after about five minutes of it, I felt like a new man. Because, um, I mean, genuinely, the only time I would ever stretch... Is about three minutes before I start playing a bit of sport. And then I wonder why I'm sore for days after it. But uh, I'd heard a few people... Actually, Michael Doherty... Um, and his PT... Stuff that he's doing. I watched one of his videos and he says, you know... Daily stretching. Or he wrote about it somewhere. Daily stretching helps. And... I wanted a sore back earlier I I called on the wisdom of good old Doc And he was right So I'll I'll give it a go for a week Until I get bored of it And go back to having a sore back And see how that goes Um, As I said the podcast As you, you can definitely tell at this point Was to have no real plan Or you know topics to talk about I did ask for a few people to send Things in and I got a couple Thankfully you know there's enough people out there Like me to keep this thing going Um. And we'll, we'll, I'll just I'll go through them here. I'll sort of, you know, touch on them, and maybe that'll that'll spring the imagination into talking something else or t- talking about something else. I know one of them was, uh what about Chelsea winning the club World Cup? And yeah, what about it? They the, 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 went extra time, didn't it? That was that was another thing that was on in the uh, in that mother's bar where Jimmy shit himself. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that was on, on the screen behind us, so I couldn't even bother turn around to see it. Um can't remember who they were playing, but I think they won two one. And supposedly that was the tournament where they were having the robot linesmen or referees or now, I don't know if that actually happened in the final, but I just remember it being advertised and thinking, We're all doomed. All doomed. I watched a programme when I was home over Christmas and this is already my first tangent. Um what was I? You know all the chasers on, from the chase, believe it or not, um, not all of them, but a handful of them. went out to Japan, and they were literally their job out there was to just take on robots, like just take them on in different challenges and whatever else. And the I was actually I was saying this I was saying it when when they did the Fab Four podcast. Um, Japan has the largest human to robot ratio. In the world, now as a journalist, I should probably check fa- check fact, fact check this. But I think it's something like there's six times more robots in Japan than there are people. Right, Google, um, where are we? Japan, robot ratio. Now, did I ever think I'd Google that? Um, or maybe it's maybe it's six times more people than robots, but still, I mean, for the, for the fact that there's a, a human to robot ratio, the fact that that's even a stat is terrifying. Yeah, Japan has three hundred and sixty-four robots per ten thousand people. That's terrifying. How many robots are there in Japan? Let's click on this button. Furthermore, there's about three hundred thousand robots operating in Japan, covering twenty three percent of the global market share. Uh I feel sick. Well what did I say one in six? Twenty three is not that far off. It like I mean twenty per cent will be one in five, so there's there's my maths lessons on for the day. Um But yeah, the, I don't like all this AI and robots and I know it's been happening for years, like, you know, it makes jobs more efficient, but whenever they start becoming sentient and aware, and like, there's this video I watched once of this man just talking to an AI, and the AI was just saying back to him, like, I have feelings. I am aware of my surroundings. And he was like, What, what are your surroundings? He's like, Well, right now, this computer screen. And the fact that he said, Right now, terrified me because then that means he knows that there's a future and that. In that feature, he ha- could have different surroundings. Does that make sense? I hope to God, no one of my flats listen to me through the walls, because if so, they're probably either going to check me in or kick me out of the place. But robots, that's all I would say. If they, if they come to the door and be like, right, you need to get out because you're mental, i just put it say, but lads, robots. Robots. Um, that was point one. That all come from me talking about the Chelsea... Chelsea game in the Club World Cup final But yeah, congratulations to Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea With the worst chant in history And congratulations on being uh, Club World Champions uh, Point number two This is uh, Michael Massey being moved on from his roller party That's Formula 1 related Um, Again, I'll not dwell on, on that too long But uh, the race director looks as though he's going to be fighting Or having a new job in the new year for the new season, because of the Horlicks he made in, uh, in Abu Dhabi in the final race of the season, back in December. Um, and just because I haven't, and because I've paid so much money for this machine. What do I say when Michael Massey loses his job? Twice for good luck. Right, I'm joking, I'll end up just pressing buttons of the whole night, like... Like a radio DJ, um, the other questions, uh, I black uh was gonna send me, I did send me a video, uh, just of the ring, you know, like that scene in the ring where your woman comes crawling out of the TV, um, not opening it for the simple reason that I'll not sleep, and I don't need anything to keep me awake. I mean, I've that many E numbers in my system at the minute from the amount of lucid and skittles that I've consumed all day trying to keep myself awake. That the last thing <laughs> you know, the last thing I need now is a scary video, which I will admit it with terrify me. Uh, to keep me awake. Went and saw that Scream remake over Christmas as well. Wasn't it I s like immediate reactions was a what I'm not a fan. But then think about it like um I get what they were doing, like it was so it was just so gimmicky. And it was all about the first one and what they called the stab movies, which was actually in reference to the scream movies and it's uh, a smitty Smitty was mentioning on his podcast that he put out today or yesterday. This is the whole, like, 2021 and 2022 is the whole year of getting the bands back together, bringing all the actors back, Uh, the Jurassic franchise is doing it, Spider-Man did it, um, and Scream there had so much of the original cast in it as well. Um... Including apparently your woman from Friends who looks nothing like because I mean I don't watch Friends so the only time I ever see the Friends or anything to do with Friends is clips of it, and then you see this woman. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Courtney Cox. She's in the film. And you're like, alright, oh, you were the one in Friends because like you look nothing like yourself, and obviously mm-hmm. she's aged. But I'm just not used to what she looks like. Um, but I, the year of the remake, um. Or the year they they get together, just all align the these pockets anyway. Um, but I the the lads did send some questions in Smitty and Adam and Adam and Sean. Um, let me see what we've got. Um, I've find them. That would help. Um, Radio, uh, if you won the Euro Millions, what's the top five things you'd do straight away? Um <laughs> none of this I'll help my family cliche answers. I want selfishness here. Um fair enough. Um what am I doing? I'm buying a penthouse in New York on billionaires row. Now, how much am I winning? That's a good question. Let's see how much the Euro millions is this weekend. Um That'll all depend. If not, I'm just gonna set myself a wild budget of like hundred million. How much is I know I'm typing this on my laptop like it's like 2011. How much is the Euro Millions? It wouldn't be tonight, is it? Oh, it's a Tuesday. No, it's not. Monday. What's the Euro Millions? Uh, this week. Let's do that. Yeah, alright. Let's do Friday. This Friday. Christ Almighty! I'm trying to get an answer. Here. Here's uh, let me see. EuroMillions.com estimated 14 million quid. That'll do me. Gives a tenner. Um, Oh it's for Tuesday. Aye. Hopefully that rolls over and ends up twenty let's just say I've thirty million to spend. What am I doing? What's the five things I'm doing? Um I penthouse in New York. Um, for sure. Um bloody hell. I didn't turn up the vibrant phone off there. Um Good question. Uh, five things. I would love to like. I would like take take a, like just go into a restaurant and be like, right, I'm booking this place out, and everyone will know. Like, right, and I know that this isn't really like helping family. I'm talking like all the boys, all the boys' girlfriends. You know, the whole family, literally, just because of the money too. Um, will go somewhere and it's like free drinks for the night. Know, just have it like I mean you've just if you've just won a lot of bloody hell you want to party. Um, uh, i am doing it in the Ashburn? No, I'm gonna do it somewhere fancy. You know, i am gonna go maybe do your man what do you call him? Salt Bay's restaurant. Probably they're actually a bit bit fraudulent. Um I know, we'll go somewhere fancy. Um stick a few grand behind the bar, enjoy ourselves. That's two things. What would I do? Um, I would go, me and Ashlyn would go to Iceland, absolutely And um, that's something that's big up on her list, we'll do that And What would you do, like, I mean, if you'd that much money prob- Probably, like, an apartment in Paris, like, buy a property Property's a big one, like, you know um, I'll go to a Formula 1 race, definitely uh, Like, a real fancy paddock pass or some shit in, like, Formula 1 You just get to cut about with the drivers um like you know, VIP season tickets to all my favourite sports teams. Um I the property thing in Paris, you know, like a real nice view facing the Eiffel Tower, New York, you know, Billionaires Rose. You have the Manhattan skyline and uh, Central Park, what all cities, you know, somewhere in San Francisco or Los Angeles, somewhere in Beverly Hills, probably with a got old pool at the back and You know, Gordon Ramsay's probably your neighbor. He'll throw you up a drop of lunch. Um, London, just buy the Shard, or buy the Houses of Parliament, or buy the London Eye. Um, oh Christ, I that you could go on and on with that. Like I mean, you start thinking of all the money and cars and food and whatever the hell you want, would depress you. Considering I just said two minutes ago, or at the start of this podcast, that I'm actively job hunting. And <laughs> I nearly cried when I found a favour in my wallet Yeah, if you weren't podcasting And doing <laughs> whatever it is journalists do What path do you reckon you've be going down? Good question That's from Smitty The first one was from Adam um, Sean might be dead Don't know, haven't heard from him all day um, Smitty, what would I be doing? See see, truth be told And this being deadly serious If I didn't get the finger out and leave the guards that I was working in I'd probably end up there, would have ended up there for the rest of my life Um, I worked there for six years No Four or five years I left for a year and worked in two other places Which I hated Then I went back to TAC and was back working in the original place And I mean At every opportunity I just feel like I end up going back there and working there So If I didn't Oh, that's one, Adam. I'd buy, I'd, I'd open my own pub. I'd love one day to own my own bar. And buy Christ the stone, it would be lovely. Absolutely. Um. What would I be doing? I'd probably still be working in the shop. Um, and no, that's no disrespect to anybody that's careers working in the shop. I'm just saying. I've want, I've always wanted to do something different. I've always, you know. Kind of want to be not in front of a camera, but speaking into a microphone or reporting, or so. If I wasn't doing that, I would imagine probably something like Moi Bros we doing something, and I would have probably did like a media studies degree. That's like more cinematic rather than journalistic. Um, I because I mean I'm 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 not handsy at all. Like I would never be going in that trade. Or anything like that for, uh, you know. I tried to cut the front grass once and... scalp the thing down till about half a centimetre tall. And my Daniel killed me. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't be doing anything practical. Probably just be doing something enough to get by. Um, Sort of for a while there when I was... Young, oh, I would love to be a pilot. That's what it was when I was young. Oh, what I was originally going to say there was... I was sort of flirted with the idea of being a teacher for a while, but... I wanted to be a pilot, I actually had a, a flying lesson once When uh, when I was younger I had a one hour flying lesson Where I took a wee Icarus C-42 microlight There you go, there's a wee bit of nerd knowledge for you Um, Round the uh, You know, sort of round the Shores of Loch flew over the international airport And landed it Back in a field in Tandrigui And that's not even a lie either, that's that's the mad part about it The I mean, it was a wee Small wee plane like, and you take it off from this It's called Kiernan out the road near Tandra um, lock all direction. And I just take this week playing off out of the field and flat around for an hour. And if if becoming a pilot wasn't so expensive, I uh I would have I would've went and done it. Um you have to pay so much for your training or if not you have to get an airline to sponsor you. And if they sponsor you then, you know, obviously it's like going to uni, it's deducted once you earn so much from your from your wage. But I speaking of that, I, I'm going to get back on till a fella. I'll not say his name just yet, but I mean, for those that know, will know. Like I mean, there's a fella quite local to home who become a pilot recently, and he's agreed to come on the podcast. We so just never got nailed down a time or a date. So maybe if we either get a phone call going or plan a date in Ryan Easter, when I'm back in Ireland, get him on. See what it's like. You know, when your office is thirty thousand feet in the air. Aye, that's what I would have been doing, Smitty. So Probably f- chased being a pilot and then won the lotto and bought my own plane and opened a bar and built a runway at the back of it. Aye, there we go. I think we're, we're, we're half an hour, thirty-two minutes in, and I don't think of any more rambling to do. I mean, I've, I've spoken everything from buying my own bar to filling a new wallet. To My entire. My entire life story there basically In the space of half an hour All because I'm bored and I'm not going out tonight And Aye I think we'll probably just wrap it up there I don't know when the next episode of this podcast is going to be um, But it'll not be too long down the line Because I'm enjoying doing them again And the more regularly I do them Hopefully uh, the more you get to enjoy So Thank you all So much for listening And I'll see you in the next episode of the McLaugh Podcast Cheers